Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Christmas boys and girls, welcome to Press X to Reload. I am Nick Moore. Joining me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Wayne! Merry Christmas. Mark! I want to say Merry Christmas, but it might be Bah Humbug after we go through this review, so <laughs> We looked for the best presents. We may have just found nothing but coal. In fact, maybe not coal because coal is useful. But we're giving you the best that we can. We're doing a Christmas special. You are here. You are witnessing it, at least with your ears. We looked at specifically Christmas-themed adaptations of video games. There is not much out there. He used There's that word nothing loosely. I could find in terms of movies. Oh, I know. I couldn't find anything for movies. However, I did find some TV cartoons of video games that were adapted, and they absolutely had Christmas specials. So we're looking at mm. Sonic's Christmas Blast from the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and not one, but two different Super Mario Christmas specials, and between the two of them, they almost add up to a single Christmas. Mm. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts about this collective, what, 45 minutes of pure insanity? Mark, let's start with you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost speechless, because... <laughs> It uh, it was weird. You know, after watching all of them, I can only imagine that that must be what it's like to be on drugs because that's the <laughs> oh only way I think it might make sense is I, I felt like I might have been on drugs because it was so weird. All of it was just so weird that I was like, uh, have I gotten a high? Did I take drugs and not know it? Like, I just had no idea, man. Like, it was so weird <laughs> wayne how do you feel about this clearly mark is stunned wayne well, i'm I mean, i'm stunned <laughs> you know we do a podcast like this and sometimes we have an episode like this where it's like what are we getting into here what are we really doing <laughs> what, are we, what are we trying to do here what are we trying to find and we really think we're gonna find something ironically i own both of the super mario cartoon on DVD, like the series. Because of so, course you do. I, I didn't have to go far <laughs> oh to God. actually find that one. <laughs> so I would agree with what Mark was saying in terms of this is probably what it was like in the 80s making cartoons, being on drugs. I, I think, fortunately, we started with the Mario 3 one, which definitely was the most drugged out one of the three. And then it got a little oh slightly Christmas, Christmas, more Christmas as we went on, I think. <laughs> and then... Uh, they're mm. messed. They made me laugh, and I think that's worth it. It made me laugh. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I genuinely think there's some stuff to enjoy. Sure. And we'll unpack all three. I'm going to full disclosure right out the gate. Overall, I think the best one at trying to be Christmassy and handling it at least somewhat well was the Sonic one. Agreed. It actually was okay. But my personal yeah. favorite one for the sheer audacity of it is the first one we're going to talk about, which <laughs> is the Super Mario Super Mario Brothers Super Show Christmas Special of 1989. For those of you viewers who have not seen this, there was a Super Mario cartoon that had a full-on Super Mario cartoon in the middle, but it was sandwiched between these weird live-action segments that had <laughs> these two guys playing Mario and Luigi on this fake set that's supposed to be the Brooklyn apartment, and it had this long-running gag about how they're really poor plumbers and they have no money and they barely have anything to eat. It's almost like they're living off of the budget of Married with Children, but then partway into the episode, they'll jump into a cartoon and have these wild, fantastical adventures and then come back. It makes absolutely no bloody sense whatsoever, but it's kind of great. Sure. I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> what is really strange, though, about this Christmas special, the only part of it that has anything to do with Christmas at all is, is the live, live action. action part. Yeah. The live action segment is both Mario and Luigi, absolutely dirt poor, but they both want to get each other something for Christmas. So Mario is going to give up his favorite wrench to Luigi, and Luigi has fixed up his only pair of boots, and he's going to give them to Mario. And then... Santa Claus shows up and knocks on their door because someone has stolen his sleigh and his reindeer because New York, that's the joke they make. <laughs> yeah. And they give him gifts and they feed him their two peas, literally two peas worth of food or uh, was it gargonzo beans? That's what Something they were. Like that, yeah. yeah. And they yeah. send him on his merry way. And the cartoon in between has nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing. It couldn't be further from actually. Literally, no. Ex they're in space. Except, they're literally except. <laughs> yes. I want to make the case that it's not only a Christmas cartoon in the middle of it, but it's the geekiest middle finger about Christmas specials I think I've ever witnessed. Because it's a Mario cartoon that's a Star Wars ripoff. Oh, yeah. And for them to have a Star Wars cartoon of dubious quality in the middle of their holiday special, when we all know about the Star Wars holiday special, I feel like that's intentional. <laughs> and it's kind of amazing. When you look at it that way, then yes, they yeah, were successful yeah. and pulled it off. I, I weirdly got more of a Spaceballs vibe, but yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, I mean, Spaceballs is just a parody yeah. of Star Wars, and the Super Mario oh, Brothers yeah. Super Show is a parody of Super Mario. Yeah. So, yeah. it tracks. But, yeah, we'll spend some time first talking about the cartoon. The Super Mario Brothers, what was it called? I think it was like, it was uh, some sort of knockoff uh, of Star Wars, but it was like Mario Stars, or like Space oh, Mario, or yeah. some sort of nonsense. Yeah. But you have Bowser dressed up as Darth Koopa, so he's got the stupid helmet on. And for reasons that are never explained, Mario and Luigi are with the princess and a really sassy toad flying around inside the spaceship talking about how they're going to use like pasta power <laughs> to power this thing, which comes across as mildly racist. Yep. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. in that roughly 12 minute cartoon, what stood out to you guys? What was your... F We're always trying to find the good. Mark, what did you like about the cartoon? Um, Give us something. Well, it it was a cartoon. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> I, I didn't 
hate it. I, I, it's just so, again, like the entire time, I think what I was, the enjoyment I got out of this whole thing was just like that weird, it's almost a weird nostalgia of just like, man, the eighties were weird at times. Like you look back at the eighties now and it's a lot of fond memories. Cause you remember the highlights, right? You remember yeah. the good music. You remember the good movies, you know, you laugh a little bit at the hero styles. This, this was everything that was bad about the 80s and it was like oh right <laughs> it wasn't a perfect like decade there were some bad <laughs> things and this reminded me of some of those bad things so it was a weird walk down memory lane the cartoon itself like i i, I thought it was kind of a weird funny little nod like i was actually enjoying the cartoon more than i was live action the live action was hurting my brain so the cartoons were almost <laughs> a return to some semblance of normalcy even though it was a plumber in space, not plumbing, and a Star Wars ripoff. I was like, okay, I like Star Wars. This is weird. And I was just like, okay, May well, the this pasta is par for the be with you. May the pasta be yeah, with you. Yeah, par for the course. It was super, super weird. <laughs> Wayne? Uh, I mean, we're doing a Christmas episode, and it's not a Christmas cartoon, but it made me laugh. It's based <laughs> on Star Wars. It's based on Mario, two of my favorite things. Obi Obi One Toady or something like that. Like that made me laugh. Yes, Obi One Toady. I wrote that the, down. The, the pizza yeah. spaceship. That was great. But one of the highlights was the classic cartoon villain explaining lowering them into a contraption that's gonna gear them up and then smash them into pieces and then shoot them out of a garbage. And they get through the first part, but for some reason the smashing. <laughs> just stops as well. Never too. happens. Like they, they they jam the gear with the silver and they're like, hey, we're falling through. And I'm like, okay, well, they're still <laughs> because they're going to get squished here in the next two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing ever happened. So I was a little disappointed there, but. Ah. Fair enough. I mean, for myself, a couple of things that I did appreciate, for the most part, it was using all like Mario tunes, it was all music yeah. from the second to the third games, they did bust in with Ride of the Valkyries at one point, which was <laughs> yeah. a little odd for Mario. Yeah, that's right before I didn't yeah. quite understand what was happening there. But other than that, most of the music was on point. The animation, it's not breathtaking, but it was on par with anything Fox would have played during the 90s. It was okay. And they had at least enough characters that are recognizable from the game that it's kind of all right. The, the turkey shaped ship that's chasing them while they're in these egg shooting ships was weird more thanksgiving than christmas yes, like it's like they were <laughs> out of the way to anything at, except christmas people eat turkey at christmas yeah just not in space yeah. which was yeah. odd i did appreciate that even way back then poor luigi he's the one who's being dangled over this trash compactor almost dying <laughs> Mario's like, oh, do I, you know, really want to get rid of this silverware? Luigi's almost dead. Like, he's really treated as just the poor man out of the group. You know, it's funny is, you said that because you know. it, I always found that Mario's supposed to be your hero and Luigi's kind of like your sarcastic, bitter brother. Sure. And I feel like the role was reversed yeah. there, especially in the Very live much. action when they're talking about, you know, them being poor and Luigi's the one who's thoughtful and still found a way to get him a gift where the cheap-ass Mario just pulled a wrench out of his pocket and threw it in a bag, oh, yeah. which we'll get to. But I, I, yes. I feel like they had the two characters reversed back then. Yes. Mario comes across as kind of a bit of a selfish jerk yeah. through most of it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Luigi seems like a good guy who just has zero luck whatsoever, <laughs> including being parried up with, uh, with Mario. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I did enjoy 
the Super Mario Brothers Super Show has two openings. First, you have the opening theme with the live action Mario Brothers doing their amazingly 80s rap. And then when it goes to do the cartoon after the live action segment, it does that opening again, just minus them. All of the animated stuff has a second opening. You get two intros in this thing. It's not a long enough show to justify two intros, but screw it. Whatever. It's catchy enough, I guess. So, you know what my favorite part of this whole thing was? Uh, The version I watched had commercials. Yes. Yes. That's what I sent you. That's on purpose. 80s commercials. And I was like, this is fantastic. Um, and then you know what? That rap was kind of catchy. He's a Lego maniac. All oh that stuff gosh. is amazing. Okay, but speaking of the commercials, yes. which yes. is actually incredible, there was a modeling agency commercial <laughs> for like oh god, yeah. The majority I have more this. notes have about commercials. About this. this is amazing. Yeah, I'm so sure. Like during a kid's cartoon, yeah. there was modeling agencies. Do you want to come model part time? Not full time. Part time. <laughs> My yeah. absolute favorite isn't that you have your things you expect you have your race cars your lego Lego commercial Mm -hmm. you have the police academy toys those all make sense the modeling weird but maybe maybe someone's there watching with the kids the The one that blew my mind is the fishing tackle box and it says in arizona (laughs) you know 500 of this fish were caught this year and it drops a a fishing lure and 600 of this one and 800 of this type of bass we're caught with this fishing lure and then it goes unfortunately for arizonans 59 arizonans were pulled out of the river last year in a gigantic anchor false oh, the entire yeah. thing I know, I like, wear a life jacket i'm like so when it's they like, find oh my bodies, God. they just throw an anchor yeah. and hook them out is that how they get them out there's divers there's other easier <laughs> is ways. that what they do I'll, I'll but that assume. is some dark <laughs> that's a dark material <laughs> well don't you remember the eighties that one? She was like, I'm whatever. I'm a robot. I could put my arm back on. You can't. You can't. Oh, yeah, so play that. safe. Like that's what right. that reminded me of. This was right on brand with that stuff, which is wild. Yeah. Which is why we turned out. Now getting back PSAs. to, to my favorite part of the Mario aspect of it, which was the live action. The whole time I'm watching it, when Santa shows up as the audience, it's pretty freaking clear. He's Santa. Yeah. He's dressed in red. He's got the beard. He's got the white, tufts on him he just said someone stole my sleigh it doesn't seem that hard to figure out so i thought that mario and luigi are being kind because oh poor santa he does so many things for everyone let's give him our food let's give him our gift santa never gets a gift mario was still a little and hesitant then he finds <laughs> out that his sleigh's yeah. been recovered by the police and he takes off and like oh yeah poor nick there it's a good thing we were able to help him out and then they see a note and prisons under the tree. And at that point, they clue in maybe it was Santa. <laughs> One, they might be the stupidest people alive. Mm-hmm. Two, it made them really endearing to me because they had no idea who the, this guy was. But they were still willing to give them the only food they had, the only gifts they had. It legitimately made them better people in the show. Yeah. But it also made them really, really stupid people. It was an odd choice. I still say Luigi yeah. was the nice one. Mario had to be persuaded. <laughs> yeah, like there was a time where he's he like, got oh, the no, guilt. He uh, got the guilt looks. Like Mario, you have to do it. Okay, yeah, fine. Give him True. our present. Like give him our present. Yeah, like yeah. But it meant totally a lot more Luigi. when you realize that they didn't know that it's Santa. Sure. It's just some dude to them, and they're willing to. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Which is a, which is a very yeah. Christmassy thing theme to do right it's all about yes. it's all about giving it's not about receiving 100 percent. yeah so that 
that kind of saved that particular segment for me in terms of Christmas stuff. We'll sandwich this in between with Sonic's Christmas Blast. <laughs> this was a first. Which I've watched a lot of the Sonic cartoons. Parker loves Sonic, so I've sat through this particular one, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is very slapsticky and kid-friendly, and it's just him versus Robotnik and you know hilarity and good times. And that Sonic Underground, which is like a dystopian future where they're freedom fighters, which is really, really weird. Hmm. This one had this weird combination of Sonic's going to like, I guess take over and handle Christmas because Santa can't. So he's like Rudolph. Whereas Robotnik has set up a fake Santa to fool the people into the fact that no, 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 listen to me. I'm robot Santa Robotnik's taking over and he's just stealing all their gifts. Like the world's sleaziest looking Grinch. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad plot. No, no. If anything, it's actually, it's actually, sorry, go ahead, Mark. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, as I was going to say, it's actually the reverse of the live-action Mario where we said, hey, at least it ended with it about being about giving, not receiving. They decided to go with the bad guy saying, no, 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 it's about receiving. I want everything for myself. I'm Santa, and you give <laughs> but gifts But it's the bad guy saying. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I don't know if it's because uh, after the Super Mario one, like – this one felt so much more Christmassy to Agreed. me that I really enjoyed it a lot more than the Mario one. Well, it was Christmas. <laughs> more more traditional Christmas. 100%. Evening. Yeah. But this one had some pretty standout moments. One of my favorite is when Robotnik initially decides to take over at Santa and he's at the mall sitting where Santa yeah. would, you know, be having kids sit on his lap. Hmm. And instead, when the kids show up, he's like, and what are you giving Robotnik Santa? Or was it Robotnik <laughs> Claus yeah. this season? Yes. And the kid's like, give yeah. you something, and then flat out punches him in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> and Robotnik seizes the kid and says, you're going to work in my factory for this. <laughs> Child labor is a real threat as soon as Robotnik Claus exists. And nobody stops him. They all watch the kid get no, dragged. No, no. <laughs> But the kid shows up later on and says he escaped. That kid needs his yes. own show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Those two things killed me. I was like, this kid's a, like an asshole. <laughs> and then he escaped. And I was like, he's kind of badass. Like, he, he is. But well, I like, thought so, that was yeah, kind no, of that's actually awesome. My, yeah. that, that was my favorite part, too. I was like, this kid. And then because I thought it was going to be a plot hole. So I was like, did they forget that they put this kid in prison? And the kid was like, yeah, I escaped. I was like, you escaped? Nice. <laughs> now, I'm a little vague on when it came out. Futurama compared to this, but I know Futurama has your evil robot Santa. I want to look mm. up when Sonic's Christmas Blast was released. Did Futurama steal from Sonic Christmas Blast with the robot evil Santa? It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I never watched. It's up there the, with the world uh, building of Double Dragon for theories I want to start. <laughs> I never watched <laughs> the uh, the Sonic cartoons ever before, so I don't remember when they come out or anything like that. Fair enough, but the yeah, very new. unconvincing robot Santa that shows up and the general population is just yeah, we'll believe creepy, glitchy, yeah. doesn't seem yeah. to speak right. Robot <laughs> Santa when he says that Robotnik, yeah. the guy who's been terrorizing us for years is now in charge of Christmas. I bought into it. Okay, sure. <laughs> but you have Sonic having to beat him by a getting, what do they call it, ultimate velocity? Yes. Because he wasn't fast <laughs> yeah. enough. The only way he can save yeah. Christmas is to be fast beyond fast. And you've got the real Santa who he's saved now saying you have to finish the impossible challenges. And I thought they'd be impressive. 
I kept track. He climbs a mountain. That takes him about three seconds. And in the course of the next three to five minutes, he snowboards, glides, and rides a bike. He does a triathlon. That's it. That's your impossible challenge. There are no obstacles in his way. The only villains he faces are those two robots that Robotnik keeps around, the chicken and the trash can. Like, that's it. How is that the impossible challenge? I could do it if you give me enough time. There wasn't even a time limit. Or a controller. No, there's no time. (laughs) But he gets his ultimate velocity and then does the sonic whirlwind and maybe i'm paying too much attention it is possible i know i pay too much attention but in the earlier shots of robotnik claws when he's wearing the santa garb it doesn't fit right right you can see his stomach hanging out of it even the arms they're too short they're kind of up like half his forearms and just to make it just a little bit grosser they've just animated enough body hair on those exposed parts (laughs) i'm like oh that's (laughs) off-putting i only bring this up because when Sonic gets ultimate velocity and goes whipping across all of the earth, grabbing the presents and everything, and going to Robotnik Claws and stealing back all of the stolen presents, he steals the Santa costume off of Robotnik. And when he does, Robotnik's standing there and has no hair left on him animated. Yeah. Did he steal the hair off of Robotnik? He probably had it like patched on and waxed on. <laughs> is him or he something. silky smooth yeah. now? That is gross. <laughs> For his size, that's pretty impressive. Too. Oh, he takes care of himself. It, it, yeah, like, a, don't be uh, wrong. It's uh, not the fact that he's big. I'm overweight, but it's the fact that he took the time to like whirlwind him to a point where he's smooth as a baby's ass. That's an uncomfortable yeah. thing for an adversary. <laughs> relationship yeah, to have him. he shaved yeah, he robotnik yeah. they can't walk yeah. back on that yeah they share that yeah. now <laughs> yeah yeah intimately yeah you stripped him and shaved him it's weird that's a good point i i think i cried i, think I was laughing so hard at that that's pretty much assault it's bad <laughs> <laughs> good but lord overall not a bad christmas episode as christmas episodes go of the three it's the yeah, most christmasy bad. It's the most. You consider all the other cartoons, not just video game cartoons, but just cartoons in general we'd grow up watching. It's on par with most of the Christmas episodes they would do. Absolutely. Right? Watch a Christmas He Man episode. Yeah. It's not much different. No, it's not. Yeah. Right? The last one you have, I did not know about, and Wayne, I thank you wholeheartedly for bringing this up. (laughs) Sending me a link to New Super Mario World, the, was it, Night Night Before Before Cave Christmas? Cave Christmas, yeah. Night before Cave Christmas. They followed up the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, God, so many supers in that, with Super Mario World. And it wasn't just enough to have a new Super Mario show. They had to justify the fact that Yoshi the Dinosaur exists. So they shoot Mario and Luigi and Princess back in time or in another dimension or whatever it is to a caveman world. Because the Mushroom Kingdom. Just so they can have Yoshi. Because the Mushroom Kingdom can't have dinosaurs. That would just be too weird. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the idea of everyone's arguing and angry in the middle of August, so Mario gets the great... I can't remember (laughs) if it's Mario or Luigi, but one of them gets a great idea of, hey, you know what? Nobody argues during Christmas because Christmas is a happy time. So we'll just lie to these poor suckers and tell them it's cave Christmas. They won't know what time of year it is. He literally says it like that. He's such a dick. He just wants some peace and quiet. So he makes up a holiday to shut shut them them up. up. So we get Christmas in the middle of summer on the hottest day of the year. The weirdest (laughs) part for me was later as the plot develops 
it seems – and maybe I was getting this mixed up, but it seemed like that somehow coincided with the Bowser Christmas as well because he was like stealing the gifts to give to his kids for Christmas. He's like, I'm going to give these to the, my little Bowsers or whatever for Christmas. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is he just really early and a good planner or is his Christmas soon too? Because it's not Christmas time. <laughs> like yeah. I wasn't really sure. I think what was happening there is Bowser was creeping on them, heard about this holiday, and was like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I'm totally stealing that. It's kind of a it sounds like, <laughs> kind of like a Grinch created thing. that holiday, and then they tried to steal that holiday. Yeah, it's kind of a Grinch thing yeah. where he comes in and steals their holiday, except right. not because he hates it, because he wants it. Right. He just gets so a little bit greedy, weird. right? Which, you know, isn't the oh true spirit God. of Christmas getting greedy as all hell. Yeah. I thought that was the yeah. real spirit of Christmas. <laughs> but just... Absolutely insane. And Corinne pointed it. We we're watching it. She's like, the trees in the houses all have faces on them. Why do they have faces on them? I don't know what it is about Super Mario World. Everything in the background had a face. And I think yeah. everything hmm. in the games does. Yeah, it does. Hmm. So if that's the case, good job, animators. You kept up the strange consistency of Super Mario. Also, yeah. if I was running on a hill and it had eyes and a mouth, I'd stop running on that hill. So now that world yeah, is uh, terrifying yeah. to me. Yeah. I was really disappointed when they had the kid set up to be eaten by the dinosaur. And then they hung him upside down. First of all, he, <laughs> he wanted him to be eaten by the dinosaur. Just throw him in the pit. That's that's one. Two. Yeah. When he was hanging yeah. upside down, that dinosaur was just missing him. And then eventually an that rope snapped. Yeah. And he fell. Yeah. <laughs> and they swung and yeah. caught him. And I was like, oh, my God. They're actually going to eat this kid. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, and it, I guess uh, from my perspective and angle and ninety degrees and blah blah blah, it was actually not as close as I thought. And I'll have to. I'd, oh, it's I'd, like I'd Max Payne, where the, the angle is just off see. enough, and <laughs> have to go uh, on site. The part that I enjoyed the most about that scene was the fact that they look through a window with bars and see him. He's like, "We have to save him," and then he takes that weird animal wrench and opens the thing up. And then when he jumps in, he's in an entirely different part of that castle. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, wait a minute. What did I miss? <laughs> How did he get there? Did he just go to the wrong window? Did he look in, see him, and go to another window? I was like, what is happening? My God. I weird. don't know. It was absolutely baffling. Wow. But pretty wild oh, stuff. And then near the end of it, they've saved the kid out of there, and they've got the gifts, and they've put them all in this sleigh. And Yoshi's like, I can't just pull us out of here. I Sorry, need wings. Right. Yeah. And then Mario punches one of the blocks and a set of what looks like pee wings come out and Yoshi puts those on. I don't want to be that guy in terms of video game weirdness, but I thought he had to have a blue shell in his mouth to fly. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. I don't know. I, it, it's, I, it's, it is adapted. I just started laughing when he pulled out the cape <laughs> and he flew. The cape was and good. I was like, that was and I was like, wait a minute, was that cape there the whole time? What am I missing? Why did Yoshi even fly him if he had the cape? He could have just flown here himself. So I was overthinking it at that point. But we've established Mario's a bit of a selfish dick, and he didn't want to do it all himself. Yeah, I guess. Yoshi's voice, sound, he sounded like a washed-up drunk. It was weird. They changed his voice <laughs> actor. I feel like he's, that. he's been <laughs> off drugs for a little bit, but the effects are still but there. But not long enough. So Mario not had... A completely different voice actor, but yeah. Luigi didn't. Yeah. So Luigi stuck with it, went it. from the Super Mario Super Show to this. That Mario mm. took off. Yeah. He wrapped his way right yeah. off the screen, and somebody else had to like mosey on down and finish the job. <laughs> and he sounded yeah. rough. 
Yeah. <laughs> but that one was at least Christmas-ish, but it was Christmas in August. Yeah. So even when you had a Christmas story for Mario, he refused to do it at Christmas time. Well, and the other thing was it was like that kid – the kid in it who's, well, you know, you think is supposed to learn the big lesson. Yeah, I don't feel like he did. does, but he kind of doesn't. Like he, he, learned nothing. You know, he gives a gift. He gives a gift, but he's kind of also like, give me a gift. I want. Because <laughs> the whole time he's like the, <laughs> those seagulls in like Finding Nemo. He's like, mine, 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 mine. And, and then even, like, and it's even basically it's what slight, gets him in trouble. Even for him to start saying, fine, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be good. It's because he was about to be eaten and killed. <laughs> yes. Like they literally That's an important lesson. Be, be good or we'll for parents kill you. everywhere. <laughs> That's yes. an important lesson. You know yeah. what? The next time my kids don't listen, buy a dinosaur, hang the kids from a rope, and just slowly lower it until they until listen they say, I'm sorry, and learn the lessons good. of Christmas. Yeah. And then you give until them a they gift. learn the Christmas lesson, the dinosaur is waiting. Chomp, chomp, Booktar. The only thing that sucks Just about, saying. The only thing that, yeah, sucks about that, Nick, is within a couple of years, you're the one who's going to have to get up early and walk that dinosaur. You're the one that's going to have to that's feed true. it. You're the one that's going to have to put it down. Yeah, it gets, it's sad. <laughs> put it down. <laughs> the sad music because I put down my, my dinosaur friend. We, we also, why does that dinosaur not talk but Yoshi does? Is Yoshi special in some way that he can talk and the other dinosaur can't? Or is the other dinosaur just like, a dinosaur, a few words, and a lot of action. It wasn't really clear there. Maybe it's a different dialect. Maybe. Yeah, and I, I don't know, you know, why why like it was in a pit. <laughs> why was a dinosaur in a pit? I'm not really sure. Like, that how many children loving. gets fed to the dinosaur on a, a regular basis? Yeah, that didn't get saved. exactly for point. it to be a setup. It's a whole setup. It's a well-fed right. dinosaur, it's and it's not dead down there. So clearly, Bowser's winning enough times yes. to keep that dinosaur alive. Because he's not feeding it yeah. his own children. And it's great. At no. the beginning, I thought that it was like a small village. But by the end, it looks like a city. Did I miss something oh, yeah. along that? I was like, whoa. Oh, by the yeah. End, I'm like, there's like city buildings. I was like, I thought this was like a small village they were trying yeah. to keep under control. Yeah. Well, we were looking at Queens. When you pull out and see like <laughs> yeah. the full caveman New York, yeah, it's yeah. bigger. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> we were in the suburbs of the caveman world. <laughs> the suburbs. Jesus. Yeah. Well, arguably, that's like the Flintstones. So that matches. Yeah. Stealing Star yeah, Wars. City, uh, stealing the Flintstones. Mario steals Christmas. That's what he does. All I know is after uh, I sent the link, I watched it. I felt like I felt like Anakin after he cut off Sam Jackson's hand. What have oh, I geez. done? Oh, what <laughs> have I done? <laughs> it's yeah. I, I felt that way after watching all of them because they're all so <laughs> what have I again, done? trippy. They're just so trippy. That you're just like, man, A, I wonder, because I don't remember seeing any of them as a kid. So I'm just like, man, maybe that's a good thing. And then two, because then you would have been chasing that high from the the rest of your life. I would have become a drug addict trying to find that same level of insanity the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if the whole you know drug epidemic is because of this show, because it's uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All of them. Well, they're so weird. Overall, they are weird. But if you're a fan of these two properties of Mario and of Sonic, I do actually recommend checking them out. Absolutely. They're not bad. They're just really weird. And that's okay. I, I like weird. I I recommend checking it out with kids. I If you are on a, a single adult without children, wait till you have kids and enjoy it through them. Or... 
you need to get high. You need to get baked off your ass and watch that because I bet that is the greatest you'll ever see. Or just super drunk. If you are high AF. So that's my thought. I used to. I had some green tea. I don't know if that qualifies. I used to watch the the Mario cartoons. I still actually own them on DVD. Never watched the Sonic ones. So the the cartoons were exactly what I remember in terms of animation. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, they're weird, but there's something charming still about them. There is. There's an inherent charm to them. They feel just lighthearted enough and fun that you can sit down and watch them and just... It's that escapist kind of feeling, right? It's not super deep, but it's not meant to be. It's just like if you play Mario the game, it's not super deep either. It's not meant to be. It's meant to be fun. And these cartoons do succeed at that. And they're on brand enough that I recognize everything that's happening. There's no... That's not what Mario does, other than sounding like a wash-up drunk who's kind of a jerk all the time. <laughs> other than that, it's pretty close. Yeah. For those, for those that haven't seen some of the other films we've already watched, I dare you to watch these first and then know that these aren't the worst things we've watched. <laughs> right. I want to see an Assassin's Creed Christmas special. Oh. That's what I want. Yeah. I want an animated Double Which Dragon had a cartoon. I want a Double Dragon Christmas special. I want it to be about Christmas and New Year's, the double holiday special. Well, I want talk, that. If we're still I'd talking these next I... year, we're going to have to find another Christmas special. <laughs> I, I, I want them live it. action. <laughs> I want them live action. I don't even want the cartoon version. I want the live action of oh, boy. Billy and Jimmy. Well, we will, we will bring this to a close. This has been an absolute journey, this particular foray and thank you again wayne for saying we should do specials this year that will be great the pandora's box you have opened i will find something for easter and it will feel like a resurrection i'm looking forward to that thank you all for listening to to us merry christmas to everyone i hope you have a wonderful and safe holiday season i hope you get spend time with people that you enjoy and do something you enjoy, whether it be playing a game or watching one of the bizarre things that we watch. I don't care what it is. I just hope you love it. I have been Nick Moore. With me were Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Gentlemen. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, and I mirror uh, Nick's sentiments. Happy holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Everybody take care. Uh, and again, hopefully uh, you get to spend some time with your loved ones, or if not safe to do so, you just uh, you know remember that it's uh, important to just... Be safe and take care of each other out there. Have a good one. Absolutely. If you've been good this year, I hope Santa treats you. And if you've been bad this year, I hope he never finds out. I hope we'll see you next time, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.